So when you say you want to straddle that f up, you are going full Riker right now. Well, yeah, I can't move the chair, like, so I, I'm going to do something so that when I'm leaning on the back of the chair, which is what I want to do, I'm actually near the mic. Well, I'm going to take an, a photo of this. Because We're going to have an attached photo, are we? Of just basically, you know. Of me going full, what, what, what do you call it? Full Riker. Full Riker. Yeah, you know, next generation. Have you not seen the video of Riker just stepping over every single chair and just sitting down? I cannot say I remember seeing that. As a person of internet culture, <laughs> how could you have not seen this wonderful Star Trek? I'm sorry, name? you assume I'm a person of culture? Of y any culture? Good point. You're a culture stealer. <laughs> Probably a bit too far. Twelve seconds in, folks, and wear it. Uh... No, 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 no. Um, we were talking earlier about the use of technology. That we were. Yeah. And um, um, I said that when I was younger, I had the limit of two hours a week for you know the technologies, and you said that's something that should be done these days, and I said no, I don't think it is. But how, okay, so when you have kids that look at a book and then try and swipe. <laughs> you know that's a problem, right? No, because you do swipe. You, you, get a, you get a little bit of friction and you swipe and the page turns. So no, next. <sighs> okay, square eyes. You remember that? Parents well, ever both tell of us you? have glasses, so uh, clearly <laughs> I that know, didn't have an impact on either day. of us. Like we, we, that, hurt, uh, that hurt both of us. I know, right? It's Well, I, I never used to do it so much. Like we had a... We had like a giant... So, wait, what you're saying is neither has had a lot of screen time and here we both are with square frames. Yeah, pretty well, much. Well, I guess that argument falls through then. Okay, fair enough. But still, I just firmly believe that kids and technology needs to be minimised. And I, I'm not a Luddite. I will understand... Wow, we I, are both on point today. Absolutely. I will admit that... As technology grows, as things like social media and everything change, I'm getting less and less adept at it. But there, <coughs> there is a need to get in touch and, you know, pull away from your phones. I can't stress that enough. Okay, here's my counter. You say you're getting less adept at that, right? Mm. Think about, like, a lot of people, even of our generation, we, yeah, we're the same generation. We're Gen Y, or yeah. millennials, as we're offensively coined. Like, a lot of people as even our generation... They didn't get that technology and they are not adapted at it and they never have been. And look at the generation before. Like this technology exists in our lives and for most people in workplaces. And think about how many like even Gen Xs, let alone boomers in the workplace, cannot function a PDF file. That's true. And like if you have these kids and you're like, no, no, two hours a week or whatever your limits are. And other people are getting really adapt at using this technology and like it's just second nature to them. The people who don't use it, they're going to be at a disadvantage. They're simply not going to be able to adapt. But the... Yeah. I, I can understand the need. I think particularly in schools, like, as opposed to pushing away from that technology, it needs to be something that's embraced because, like, it's like the old calculator argument. Like, to simplify it, every... I'm sure you had the same thing. Hold on. <coughs> Casually dying. It's like the whole calculator thing. And it's an oversimplification, but I think the point stands. Every teacher I had all through primary school and most of high school said, you won't have a calculator in your pocket. Well, here we are. We've all got a fucking calculator in our pocket. It's called a phone and it has everything else. It has a radio. It has emergency um, SOS and whatnot. Like, I have the entire internet there. 
And if we keep saying things like, you know, kids need to be limited on technology, they're simply not going to be ready for the world when they enter it. Again, I don't have an issue with the use of technology. I just think the limitations of screen time is ideal for proper behavior. You take a look at how, like, kids who started the first grade during the pandemic, they don't know how to interact in a classroom. They're now in the third grade. They're effectively eight and nine-year-olds who've never had that kind of contact. And yes, I know it's because of what happened, how we did go to digital learning, but it also shows that the reliance on technology is just so overdone sometimes. I don't think that's a fair the, argument. Like you're, you're talking about a pandemic shutting down the literal globe, like to a capacity that neither of the world wars even managed to accomplish. Like that's not the same as I like my screen time. <laughs> I think when you put a limiter on it, and this is like, this is now personal experience. So we are a sample size of one, but when you have a limiter, you make it like the forbidden fruit. Like A, I was the person who had no idea about most of this technology, and B, that's all I wanted. That's all I thought about. What am I going to do like the entire week? When it gets to Saturday, what's my one hour going to be? When it gets to Sunday, what will I spend my one hour on? Whereas I think, and actually I'll take, make it a sample size of a couple, looking at my friends, quite a few of them in primary school and high school, they didn't have those electronic limitations, like they were just allowed access. And none of them really cared. Like, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to spend my time on this, or I'm, I'm anticipating this. Like, no, when they weren't on electronics, they weren't thinking about electronics. They were doing other stuff because it wasn't this wholly forbidden fruit. It was actually just part of their lives, which when we grow up as adults, that's what it is. It's in our house. It's in our pockets. It's everywhere, and it's part of our lives. And if you don't learn to manage that, mm. it's then going to consume you. I don't have a tech addiction. I absolutely do. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Cricket. I'm Wombat. And welcome to the Pop Down Under Popcast. Sorry for that five-minute diatribe. Six minutes now. Um, <laughs> you know, we j I just needed to kind of get a few of those things off my chest. I mean, the reality is neither of us have kids, so it's we're the exact right people to have this discussion. Yeah, I think we're justified in all that. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever have kids. I'm sorry, Mum and Dad. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I just see more and more, um, like pulling away from in-person interaction. I, I think you are combining two issues that, whilst they may be related, they aren't connected. Yeah, no. Correlation and causation, all of that. But speaking of things that are related but not connected, in terms of technology, why don't we talk about Twitter? <laughs> this is three for three, bud. Okay, it is, but it's... I shouldn't be excited because it is horrible when you think about it. But this is going so fast that by the time this is published... Um, what we're talking about is probably out of date. It's just kind of cool as a concept. I say, moving on to the horrible fact of, like, there's no one left. Um, as of yesterday, which We're means... left. <laughs> we're still there. Does this mean we'll actually grow our Twitter fan base? We don't base? work at Twitter. Oh, in that sense. Um, as of yesterday, um, someone who claims to be an engineer at Twitter, which I'm pretty sure they are because they leave their name and whatnot, but I didn't do the background check myself, um... They were the third last engineer of 75 and they left, which means that department of engineering is down to two engineers as of yesterday. Like, how is it going to continue? I, like, physically, what are you going to do? I'm not sure. Like, everyone, you know, touts Elon as this technological genius, but I, I don't think he's business savvy. I think he's been very fortunate in 
how his fortune has been managed, um, where his investments have lied, very much like Dave Sharma. Um, very lucky on a few of those. Like when you when your parents own an emerald mine in South Africa, <laughs> and you know you don't really need to worry so much. I mean, that's it. I don't think it's necessarily that he's good at any of the things, but when you have enough money, money makes money. And yeah, there's definitely an element of luck. And you know what? He probably did make some smart choices. Whether or not they were legal is not <laughs> something we have the capacity to to determine. True. Um. But you know what else is interesting, I find? Because mm. um, a lot of this, and even what we've been talking about here, is based on Twitter America. But Twitter has headquarters all over the world, and I remember... Um, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. And here's the fun bit. I can't remember which part of Europe, but there was a member of Twitter, uh, as an employee of Twitter, who is in somewhere in Europe, I can't remember which country, and they were like... Yeah, no, we got the same email from Elon, but um, we have this thing called work rights. So they just turned up to work the next day, continued getting paid, and they were like, once I get a formal thing in my contract, then I will consider myself fired or on notice or whatever. Wow, okay. So uh, Twitter may actually just start standing on every, like, but America. It's like, can, can you just see that? Like Australia or something just going, yep, yeah, we'll get an extra server and America's going to be routed through us. Suffer our ping, bitches. It's revenge time. <laughs> I would very much be intrigued as to what happens there. Is it that all of a sudden, because of Twitter as an entity, can then is now bound by like the laws of every single country? Well, that's the thing. They they have been for a long time, and this was actually quite a thing in America a while ago because Twitter had a thing about you know they'll shut certain people down for oh, I can't remember the name, but basically just being a dick, you know. <laughs> Oh. The being a dick lord. No, no, I take that back. Being a dick is absolutely out on Twitter. Being, like, um, you know, racist or homophobic or just otherwise, like, offensive directly to people, particularly minorities. And some states, such as Texas, said that's, that's a violation of our free speech law. And so certain politicians who were banned on Twitter had to be unbanned because it's imposing on their government's free speech. Interesting. Yeah, so, like, it's absolutely been a thing that these companies have had to regulate by laws. I mean, look at no further than Facebook and the EU. They are constantly in court with the EU because the EU's saying, yeah, fuck off, that's not, how, that's not how it works over here. Yeah. I mean, the amount of times that people can choose to be an absolute on Twitter and get away with it is quite frustrating. It's weird, but it is a lot of the time in America because, yeah, you're going to ban that. Like, look at what it took for Donald, Donald Trump to get banned. Do we yeah. have to bleep that name? No, 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 no. I know no, for no. a while it was a media blackout thing where, like, you couldn't say the name. Really? I, I think part of that was just, like, a joint um, thing we... of the media, which was, like, we're not going to give them the publicity. One minute. One minute. We are not a part of the media. <laughs> do you, do you we... You insult us, sir. I, d maybe I do, but we do not get media passes. Could you imagine that? It's like, uh, who's next for the White House? Uh, pop the down under podcast. <laughs> what kind of questions do you have? It's like we'll we... be asking you about Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> love Twitter, love Elon, all that kind of thing. It's like it, there's no collusion or anything. I'm sorry, that's about as good as a Donald Trump <laughs> that I can get. I'll be honest, I wasn't even sure if it was Trump at first. Ow. Yeah, so like it, it was in the direction, but I was like, hey, where, where, where's, where's it going? That's like, the problem. Is it generic I, or... I don't have a deep enough voice to do it. <laughs> You know, like, there's people like know, Rupert... I don't think the deepness there was an issue. No, it's like people like Rupert Degas and everything can always do these wonderful impressions because their vocal tone is so rich and deep. Hey, hey, look at this. Look at it this way. You're the editor, so cut this bit out and just make the voice deeper and then hang on, put this in. Cricket, that was f***ing... 
fucking amazing. That was the most amazing Donald Trump impersonation I've ever seen. Oh, you're talking you at your ass. You should do this professional. I do, thank you. <laughs> anyway, moving on from Twitter. I think that I'm going to put a nail in Twitter's coffin oh, for this you, podcast. You, you said, oh, this podcast. I was going to say, it'll be back next week. It'll be back before we publish. I'll have sent you some update for us to record later by then. I know every there's a mass exodus. That's all for now. People are okay, still going to stick no, around. Before you put the nail, one question. Yes. When we record next, yep. will Twitter America still be afloat? Of course it will. Okay, that's the prediction. Holding me to that, folks. We're 12 minutes place, in. Place your bets, folks. Cricket is financially responsible. He's accepted that responsibility. Uh, 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 wait, what? If Twitter's afloat, does that mean I get to own Twitter? No, but if they, if they place their bets and Twitter goes under, you're financially liable for their losses. I've got to have that in writing, folks. <laughs> now, I don't know what's been happening in the world, but I know we keep talking about celebrity debt, quote-unquote celebrity debts. There have been... Two in like the past two days that have shook me in a certain respect. I was a Supernatural fan, so like um, the second I find out that any of those go, I'm going to be heartbroken. As will anyone in that fandom. As will anyone in that fandom. But Nikki Acox, who was the original Meg through, I believe it was season three, like early. It's been that long since I've seen Supernatural. It was 2006 to... 2008 so i was what 16 to 18 god i was young i was so young i should go Jesus, back and watch it again old. but yeah she was 49 47 god like this is even worse what is going on in the world and then to go back even further into my childhood i find <laughs> out stop dying wombat i'm attempting to you're attempting to and we're in I this moved morbid away subject. from the mic so you could probably just keep going and just mute my mic yeah it's i could do that but i could hear you anyway that's uh, fine i will be here next week any childhood lovers of power rangers the original power rangers jason david frank passed away at 49 apparently to suicide so i'm just gonna put this out there right now if you need to talk someone please for the love of god do it Mike. i cancer is Painful, we talked last week about <laughs> Kevin Conroy, and yeah, it. I just can't do it. It sucks. I, I can't... It's, it's like having part of your child, like I know it's overused, but like having part of your childhood ripped away, like just the, the, the people that made it what it was. And, and like, I know it's a lot more than the actors, but that's sort of who we know, unfortunately, that's just how it is. But like when they pass, it's like a big section of childhood goes with them. It sounds so silly. You know, we... It does not until you, you feel it. Yeah. And I'm like, I, no one ever knew afterwards what he did. He, you know, obviously ended up becoming a mixed martial arts fighter. And I know, like, the kind of struggles that all actors go through. It's like a hard business. So to see any type of creative take their life is just... Yeah, just... Fucking talk. All right, in the way that Patty, Patty the Baddie Blimbert spoke about it, he's like, there's nothing wrong with talking. There's nothing unmanly or anything like that to say that men can't talk about it. I mean, we just had International Men's Day, which is all about male mental health, and that happens. All of that. Yeah. I'm sorry, we need to... We need to <laughs>
can move on. I just wanted to put that out there that that's how I feel. No, look, it's it's on that very same note. It is important to acknowledge like how you feel when these things happen because they're absolutely contributing factors, like everything in your life. But as you say, um, not that we're trying to move past it, but we we're we're in entertainment, and our mission here is to entertain you. So, in the interest of not spiraling, uh, we will move on. To what? <laughs> no, uh, neither of us thought that far ahead. Did you not see the subline? Two guys with AD sorry, two white guys with ADHD in a booth. I think we change the end of that each week. You know what? One of these days we will get it like embedded somewhere so we can just read it and then forget to read it and still keep improvising it. Very true. Um, have you seen Wakanda Forever yet? I still haven't. Like, I mean it's been a couple of days, Wombat. Well, you know, it's been more than a couple of days. I've just found out that I'm moving to a new place, so there is that's going to be fun. It will. You know, we're going to have to figure out what we're doing recording-wise because we've just gotten into this habit of heading up to your sound booth. Oh, it'll still be... Uh, this will be happening still. It's just going to be in a slightly smaller space. And for oh, that's some... not what I mean. Like, folks, don't worry about that. I'm just saying it's going to be an adventure for you and I. I mean, we just today were doing um manual labour. Shh. Like, we, 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 we took down a shed like real men. I absolutely helped for a percentage of that. Yes, you were a man, man, manly man. I'm in rehab. You, you certainly are. I, I, now, want, I want to point out that's for my ankle. Just, just, yeah, just, to, just, gonna... just to throw out the I'm in rehab, line, especially after all the men's health stuff. You're in physical... Um, physical rehabilitation. Physical rehabilitation. It, it's not rehab, ma. <laughs> it's physical therapy. Oh, don't worry. Give it time. I feel like I, I, that was a, a joke I heard somewhere, but I love the connotation of, you know, people just use rehab as a general term. And, you know, well, it's, it's short like, for rehabilitation. That's it, what it we're is. doing. And, you know, we're just, it's like, I'm in intervention mode. No? It, oh, it's great. Well, you're, you're on the PT side, so yeah, your, yours would be don't send these guys customers would be your want, essentially. Well, I mean, actually, no, we do a lot of back and forth with physiotherapists. Well, like, I imagine you do, but I imagine when you're, you know, working with a client, your thought isn't, I can make more work for the physio, it's, I don't want to send them to the physio. Exactly. Because while they're paying the physio, they're probably not there training with you. So you're absolutely in interventative? Interventative? <sighs> We're going with it, folks. Moving on. We will run with that. No, I actually am always down for rehab work when it comes to exercises and recovery. Um, there's a lot of people that go with chiropractic. Chiropractic isn't—I I don't want to be controversial, but just as a statement, it isn't actually um, like medically re recognized. Is that the correct term? I believe so. And yet, a lot of people swear by it. But then, a lot of people get their necks cracked, and all of a sudden, <laughs> find that they get a pinched nerve, and then wonder why everything's getting worse. But that's just me. Oh, that was just your neck. We were no, talking about sample I, size of one again. No, sample <laughs> size of just, uh, yeah. No, I can't even. It's just amazing as to how there was like a report of a young guy who was paralyzed because of it. Like, oh, wow. yeah, like completely. Well, I wasn't necessarily thinking of seeing a chiropractor before, but I'm th certainly thinking about it even less now. Go see a physiotherapist. I, I do regularly. Yeah, you're not going to go see a, a chiro for your ankle, get them to crack <laughs> that back into place. They just know, crack that could a be fun. Guys, what do you think? Should we start a dumb YouTube channel? What can we get the wrong expert to fix? I mean, think about it. I'm, I'm always like rehabbing something, just unfortunately due to nature. Um, what, what else could we try fix? Um, could you? <laughs> just, can, mean, we, can we get the dentist to fix my wrist? Uh, well, I was just going to say, you crack enough as it is. That, <laughs> like, you know, the Kyra is just going to be like, yeah, I got nothing, man. I can't do this. <laughs> it's 
It's like you already sound like you're done. Yeah, it's like just crash. I whip my neck like left and right, and it just scares the ever-loving hell out of yeah, my Yeah, I don't behalf. even need to whip it. I move it slowly. You and I, it as good? you affectionately call it, the cement mixer goes. <laughs> just just gravel in a cement mixer. <laughs> Can you do that to the mic and see I if... I pick up. I'm going to try and make sure that that doesn't get cut off by the... Um... Our, our little pop filter will probably get that, but just, just manually re-put that <laughs> section back in. That, that, is, that is the constant sound in the sound booth, if you're wondering, by the way. Folks, that's, that's what working with threats sounds like. And just massive... Actually, that's not necessarily true. Like, I, Tourette's is actually a pretty wide umbrella. Like, I have a particular type of thing, and, like, the ticks that I have happen to impact my joints like that. Yeah. That's not to say everyone would, so you know what? Let's... No. <laughs> Even I'm not going there. Have you seen... Are you a music fan, by any chance? I, I enjoy music, but I probably haven't seen whatever it is you're about to bring up. Oh, no, 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 no. I just find it funny. Um, I was talking to my clients a while ago, and you know that Elton John hasn't had, like, a major hit in 25 years. The last time... Has he been releasing new music? Well, that's the thing. The last time he won an award for something was The Lion King. Oh, like the original? Yeah. Because now we have to specify. With the original Lion King. Yeah, so the last time he won anything uh, was for Can You Feel the Love Tonight, where he won the Oscar. I can't remember oh, wow. whether he won the Tony, but that was a major music release. And also he, um, I, I don't know how well the redo, uh, the how, how, what would you call it? The rehash of Candle in the Wind when Princess Diana died? Um, that was also technically a new release, but he finally, what? yeah. Okay, I'll go with it. I don't know music. You know what? Let's go. Really? No, no. Okay, so he. No, it, I I don't know how music works. If that's what a re-release is, awesome. That's I mean, if that's because that it was, but track, it wasn't. Great. He literally just redid the lyrics of "Candle in the Wind," which was released uh, on "Goodbye Yellow Brick Road," um, back in what seventy eight. I'm just gonna smile and wait. Just here. smile and nod, but. He basically... I listen to the Dove Dove. I don't, I don't Oh, you listen it. to the Dove Dove. I'm just using Dove Dove as a generic term for the headphones going. Fair. You go like for the Doom. Uh, soundtrack <laughs> that kind of gent does it gent doom's probably a little full on for me but i'll admit it's definitely got its place it's got its beat but no elton john and dua lipa with cold heart which is like an amalgamation of four of his best tracks uh, it, it's it's like what was it um rocket man um uh sacrifice and then i think it's gonna be another thing well, if you've done that, you got to give us a demo to all of them. Oh, God. Well, I'm just trying to remember. Because, <laughs> like, I hear it all the time at work, but I don't pay it any attention. Anyhow, Elton John and Dua Lipa basically won for Cold Heart, uh, the remake. Oh, so this is all to say that he won an award. He won an award for it. It's not like the Grammys. It's the American Music Awards. But things like Encant <laughs> Encanto naturally won, it's you know. It's not a real award, folks. It's the American one. No. Well, isn't that the thing, right? Is that it's the Grammys? You know that Grammys aren't, like, a real award? Do you remember that episode? Of the Sim <laughs> like, remember the episode of The Simpsons when the B-Sharps win the Grammy? And then it's like, oh, will you take an award? Oh, wow. Uh, oh, it's a Grammy. Throws it over the edge. <laughs> I remember that episode was great because you had George Harrison take its part. It's like, hello. Uh, <clears throat> let me see if I can get my... my Come on, voice actor. Well, my Scouse accent's way off. It's like... No, and, no, no. And, uh, we've claimed professional voice accent. Well, and... I, I put my mother to shame. And it's like, hello, Homer. Go. Hello, Homer. It's like, I'm George Harrison. And he's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, where did you get that brownie? Oh, there's a whole <laughs> table of them over there. Yeah. That... Oh, my childhood remembers yeah, that. Yeah, right. And now, okay, I don't know whether we've had this discussion about The Simpsons as to, like, did you, I know you didn't get much screen time. When did you actively start? 
Simpsons was like sort of an exception. So if my parents were watching that like through the week, I'd get to watch it. Uh, more often than not, although it would be like if I was over at a cousin's house, I'd be like searching for The Simpsons to find it. Mm. I think between childhood and now, I have seen most of the original 20 seasons. Like, I don't think you'd find an episode from there. I'll not find too many episodes from there I haven't seen. But go on, what was your question? Because I'm just going to keep rambling. Yeah, no, 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 that's all good. I appreciate that. Uh, it's it's more just about, like, when I grew up, I didn't start watching The Simpsons until I was maybe 11 years old. So what's that, 2000? Oh, thing. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Is My my, my parents, were, well, my mum specifically, was staunchly against watching The Simpsons, saying that Bart Simpson had a bad attitude. Right? <laughs> that's how it came across. But, like, and then you understand and you look at it... Um, I think a lot of people looked at The Simpsons at face value as to what it was about, you know, an arrogant child, a very intelligent young girl, and an absolute doofus of a dad, um, a typical homemaker. And then you look at it, how it is the parody of the American nuclear family and everything that they get up to is absolutely insane. But um, for any of the Australians out there that are listening to this and come from like, you know, that were born and raised through the nineties and two thousands is that, are you also feeling old? Yeah, I know. <laughs> right. Um, it was a matter of how without fail, the Simpsons was always on channel 10 at 6 PM Monday to Friday. I remember that. You remember that because then immediately because after neighbors parents to like finish dinner. Cause then they'd want to watch it. Yeah. And then I'd be able to watch it. And then immediately after, you'd have Neighbours at 6.30, and for the longest time, that's what it was. Then we got an increase in channels, and then that started to shift. But then school holidays came around, and if your family had Foxtel, or, you know, you had a close family that you would go visit constantly, like I would visit my cousins quite a bit, and, you know, I'd spend two weeks at my aunt and uncle's house. How the hell they put up with me, I don't know. (laughs) But without fail, during those summer periods, Fox 8 would have a Simpsons marathon over the entire... I remember seeing those, like, on the Foxtel guide and being like, oh, can I stay at... Insert auntie's name who had Foxtel. And that's exactly it, but it was such a wonderful run of nostalgia that I think that's why our generation is so attached to it. Oh, it's, I, never, it may I never not, got the marathons. No, you never got the marathons, <laughs> but, like, there is a... Obviously, there is a quality difference in it all, but there is this strong nostalgia factor as to what the Simpsons like just elicits in our generation, those those typical memories. And it's so fun that it leads from that. Yeah, I, and that's why I will always love the Simpsons, like the the years and well, years of it. I think it's it. also a bit like, you know, some of the original YouTube channels in that um, they started at like just what was the perfect time, like not to say these f***ers got lucky. Because I mean, as much as they did, it's a factor. Like they're obviously still skilled, those to running, but like something like The Simpsons or your original YouTube channels, like there was very limited <clears throat> um, supply available. Like The Simpsons, as you say, was six o'clock on channel 10. Like that was it. You, you didn't have a lot to switch over. You go channel nine, channel seven or ABC, which was probably just the news. Yeah. SBS would probably have been um, uh, like foreign language. Yep. Which... Again, it's fine, but not what most of Australia. I speaks. mean, you probably would have had Lee Lynch in, possibly back then, on yeah. on the news um, then. I think, but yeah. like, think about it. That essentially gives you three to four options. So, twenty million people in Australia alone. Uh, Actually, I don't, I don't both other channels at six o'clock: Channel Seven and Channel Nine always had the news. There you so go. For our so younger for generation, entertainment, was there always... was one option. Yeah. Whereas you'll never have that again. Like, there's no one thing that everyone of this next generation will know. Like, not even this. This much of this generation, I think, is on TikTok than as much of our generation 
grew up with some sort of The Simpsons. And I was talking to a few American friends, and it's very different. Yes, The Simpsons was a part of it, but it wasn't the same. Like it. Oh, you mean like people who are currently watching it now? No, in the sense of like how Americans around our age oh, grew up. Oh, because they have different channels. They did. There was so much more, and so it wasn't right. a similar process. It was. It wasn't a part of the cultural zeitgeist in the same way. Like it still existed. I've never thought of that. Yeah, it still existed, but yeah, it's just a completely different aspect. Now, if you are looking for something to as a bit of a throwback, I think it's episode three. Of the new season, which is like season I thought you were going to say season one, and then be like, "Wow, that's a jump back. That's nostalgia. That is a jump back. Well, that's actually where Buff- I think it's almost unrecognizable. Sort of those first few episodes, even just the animation style, it looks like a parody of the early Simpsons. Oh yeah, I think that's episode three is where Buck goes to France. I think so. I'll have to have a look. But episode three of season thirty-four is a great little. It's actually a clip show. But it's really, really well done, and there's actually a really great throwback to it all. Like, to some of the old days, like, they go through, um, there's the point of Homer waking up in the hospital, and it's like, turns out it was all a dream from, um, after he fell off the Springfield Gorge and was in a coma. Wasn't that, like, (laughs) first first couple of seasons? It was first season. First season. See, I prefer the, I actually prefer the theory that he was in a coma from the April Fools. Oh, man, there are are some dark Simpsons things about, like, how this is all just Marge's PTSD coping mechanism, and that's why no one ages, and, like, there's there's some deep conspiracy stuff when it comes to it. Yeah, the, um, the theory that it's just all Homer's dream sequence after he was in the coma from the beer can explosion. Yeah. And it, it makes sense because no one ages, and Homer is basically the main focus of all these whimsical adventures. Oh, that's an interesting one. Is Homer the main character of The Simpsons? Is that a question? Yeah, because, I mean, you know how I think it was around season four or five of Game of Thrones? People Mm. analysed, like, every scene that was there, figured out who the main character was, and they said Tyrion is the main character just because of, you know, if you follow it from a deconstruction point, he was the most central character. Why didn't we have this discussion the other day? Because my ADHD didn't think of it. Yeah. Well. Also, we were focusing on House of Dragons, so I was trying I, to limit what Game of Thrones brought It was the Westerosi. It was the Westerosi special, but the idea was we. Okay. Well, we're gonna I'm have. I'm sorry, cricket. We're gonna have to tag Ali in that, and she can answer for <laughs> us. But you believe that Tyrion is the main character? No, no, that's not what I believe. That's what. That's a what the breakdown internet. Said. A breakdown. An actual said. breakdown of it said. So to bring it back to the Simpsons, my question is: If you did the same analysis of, God help you, 33 seasons of The Simpsons, that will take you so long to get through. Who would come out as the main character? Are we about to ask Google and see if someone's done it? No, 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 no. I'm genuinely um, trying to think. I Because, like, they all have their solo adventures, and we, like, yeah, we see a lot of Homer. We see a lot of Bart. I don't think it would be Marge, to be honest. No, it wouldn't. Um... What, what would you do if it turns out to be Maggie? That would actually be interesting. Um, but she's not in every episode. There are episodes where it is strictly, like, character-focused. This is true, but Um, you have episodes where, you know, I don't think there's a single character that's appeared in every episode, you know, assuming you minus the opening credits where the main family all appear. Yeah. So, have you ever seen the website Can I Binge? It basically tells you... Are we going for how long will it take us to sit down and binge The Simpsons? Yeah, it would take non-stop, so as in... 
24 hours. So is it not sleeping? Not, not sleeping. pausing for the bathroom? The ultimate marathon. Man, that is one hell of an ADHD just hyperfixation. That is about two milligrams, two milligrams, two grams of caffeine every <laughs> couple of hours to survive and focus. Um, 12 days. Yeah, I, I I don't think I could do that. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I Especially before medication, I had some pretty hardcore hyperfixation moments, but I think the longest I would have gone would have been just passing the two-day mark. Really? Twelve, that's... I couldn't. Because, like, presumably, if you were going to do it, you'd give yourself the best chance, so you'd have all your food in front of you, and you'd have, you know, probably a couple of weeks' worth of water and other fluids there. Yeah. So you wouldn't have to break, and you'd probably do it sitting on the shitter or something, because, I mean, you can't pause it, otherwise your days are going up. Very true. But, yeah, I You'd have I to just transfer from, like, device go- to device <laughs> to device, just going... Exactly, whereas if, you know, you're in your big... You're in a big room, and you've got a shitter there, and you've got a fridge, and you've got just, like, this giant... Um, Hang on, did you... No, you cannot have a toilet in the same room. Even studio apartments are not that unsanitary. Um, all the ones in Sydney that ignore the builder's code because of, uh, they f***ing can do. Okay, so when have you run into something like that? That's my question. Oh, there is a wonderful, which I mean horrible, um, TikTok channel who, like, exclusively just looks at the dodgiest, most expensive real estate. Yeah. Yeah, definitely seen some there. But moving on, because I had a point, and I have no idea what it was. I think if you just... If you gave yourself the absolute best chance, I wonder what's the longest anyone could actually do it. Like, how long could you just stay awake and binge The Simpsons? So, first off, you probably have to look at the longest that anyone has ever stayed awake. I'm pretty sure someone's done it for a while. It was a couple, it was like three days. Uh, The longest time without sleep was 1964. 11 days. So that guy could do it. Randy Gardner could have done it. Well, no, 11 days, 25 minutes. He's almost an entire day short of finishing. Yeah, pretty much. What a softie. Oh, man. Yeah, that sounds... uh... Okay, answer me this one, because I assume that... Now that we're on the website, I want to play, people. Game of Thrones, how long will it take to binge? Game of Thrones? Because I I haven't sat down for, like, a hyperfixation. If you watched 10 episodes per day, so you would basically... It would have to be an entire week. It it would 10 to 11 episodes per day. Well, that's it. I've done it in five days, but I'm like, if I did it straight, how many could I get it down to? Oh, okay. I wonder... Okay, now, is the... Okay, I need to check this because that's 10 to 11 episodes per day. Which is amateur hour, if we're honest. Yeah, is this taking in a full work week? I don't know. It's not no, actually... No, so 10 to 11 a day for eight seasons. They, they'd be doing the weekend. Interesting. Yeah, but they're only doing... They're doing, assuming, eight-hour work days. So if you were going... Okay, interesting. Okay. Boba Fett. Sorry, did you say Boba Fett? Yeah, no, I did. This is this is a life hacker. I'm scrolling down. DuckDuckGo is very weird in its search parameters. It's useful, but man, it's very, very odd. Anyhow, it looks like it may just... Because if you did 8 to 10 or 10 to 11 episodes of Game of Thrones a day, that's just a full season a day. That's only 8 hours. You could easily, if you did it without sleep, you could probably do it in 4. Yeah, that's what I wonder. I, I I don't think I'd be able to stay awake for the whole thing, but I, re- I reckon I'd get it down. Because, yeah, as I say, I've done the whole eight seasons in five days. That's my record for Game of Thrones. Mm. No, that's possible. That's viable. Very, very viable. <laughs> okay, I want to talk about just... I was going to 
put in Neighbours. Oh. Only because... Would it, would it actually beat The Simpsons? There we go. Oh, here we go. Neighbours. 1984. Oh! Wow! That's right. It's up to a couple of thousand episodes. Yeah, okay. that beats The so, Simpsons by a lot. Can you binge Neighbours in one week? The answer is nope. You would need to watch non-stop. So that's for, no sleep, right? Uh, again, I don't know. I don't think so, but... 161 days. I've not watched for more than a minute. <laughs> I think I'm a little behind. That's fair. Well, believe it or not. I should really or... support Australian television. You really, really should, but believe it or not, talk about bringing back the dead. Yeah, they announced they're back. Didn't they just die? They did. In that true... didn't even take as long as Jon Snow. No, but in true soap opera twist fashion... <laughs> In like they are back, and believe it or not, it's actually not with Australian money. You won't believe who returns next season. The entire cast. I know that. Like, How three... awkward would it be if it's just like you know you say there's new money picking it up, and they're just like, oh, everyone but this actor. Well, okay, so they announce three. Uh, I can't even remember who it was. The only you people say I can that remember. like you watch the show. <laughs> you should, right? I, sh- <laughs> I really should. It was Toadie, Carl, Doctor Carl, and um, someone else. You could literally spit three names and out, would and know. I would have no idea. That's fine. Neither do I. But it was actually picked up by Amazon Prime. No! It, so the UK um, version. So complete. well, not completely new, because if they've announced it with three old characters coming back, that means that it's rebooted. Oh, so it's it's not the same show. It's they're just doing the show again. I, I don't know whether it's a soft reboot or anything. It's such a strange thing that you bring it back. Will they shoot in Australia? Yeah, it was only four months after. Of course they're going to shoot in Australia. Well, but... if, if Amazon Prime UK have picked it up, they're going to want to be taking advantage of like the UK um, film grants and stuff. Like I don't know if they'll get the Australian ones because it's the UK company. No, but they are filming in Australia, so they would get a producer's offset. I suppose as long as they've got a local producer or director, they should oh, be able to. It is Amazon Freebie, so I think it's a British version. Quite amazing. I have no idea. What, what... is a Freebie? Freebie. It is a very British sounding name, isn't it? It really is. It's not. It's free TV. Is that what it is? Is it free Amazon TV? Anyhow, I have no idea what this is, folks. So any of our British friends that understand what the hell Freebie is, please let us know. Please let us know. Um, But it's it's apparently been around for a while because it says it was a part of Twitter since 2009. 2009. Yeah. Anyhow, so it, it's been fun because, like, so many people have been weirdly betrayed. And, you know, you had people <laughs> like Kylie Minogue, Jason Donovan, and Guy Pearce all make the return as their characters to send this show off. And then oh Amazon. My God, I had no idea. Yeah, man. It was a huge deal. It was like the end of an era. And now they're, like, resurrecting it. It's. Oh. So, assuming that's, you know, coming from the UK and whatnot. Um, what about all the like Australians who worked on it and were like, yes, I'm giving this a proper finale. I'm I'm really bearing this just you know for myself for the fans. I'm putting everything into this, and then four months later, it's like, Sorry. actually, that's not the end. It's so amazing. Like I was talking to an agent, um, and he was just like, yeah, I've now got to find <laughs> work for these recurring actors, and that was always oh, an yeah. amazing thing as well because you for the longest time, you had a whole bunch of actors that had cut their teeth hard on all of these soap operas and for those who don't know soap operas are the hardest to work on and it's why australians have such respect because 99 percent of australian actors who've made it all worked on either home and away or neighbors and just just somewhere it's a hard turnaround you shoot like seven episodes a week 
Yeah, it is. It's, it's it is absolute because as, as we say, like it airs five times a week. It air, it does, and you know they have to do it. So when you're having such quick turnarounds, you need to be on your feet. And so you had this massive pool of actors that then all of a sudden are back into the fold of just that bohemian lifestyle again and going out for all of these other jobs. And it's like, okay, uh, uh, are the rest of us screwed? Because, yeah, like, you know, we're, we're, not we're up against the people now. who've been working for so long that we're like, oh, that are we working? That have a fan base. Yeah, it's, it's a little nuts. But in any case, I'm, I'm quietly happy because I actually think it'll do a lot um, having this show on something greater than just Australian funding. I think what he means, though, is he's happy that that pool of actors will now be going back to Neighbours and he can start applying for work without having to compete with them. Hey, I'm happy to cut my teeth on Neighbours <laughs> as well, man. I've got no issues with it. Well, I mean, if it is going to be like a reboot where they only bring a couple back, there will be a lot of new people coming through. And that turnover is going to keep going. Like, they're always looking for new talent. I think that's why it's such a staple of Australia. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, maybe Home and Away is, like, at the head of the curve again because they've had four months ahead of the game. Yeah, because they didn't cancel. <laughs> they didn't cancel. They're still going. But it was just, I think it was ITV or something, is that they were like, yeah, we're not renewing Neighbours. And clearly, it Amazon was, it was in the UK... News. It was It was massive. Like, for those who aren't in Australia, this this was, like, the front page. Like, you, you talk about funerals being held in... <laughs> It absolutely was like a sad day for a lot of actors. They're like, oh God, what are we going to do? And a lot of fans, like the show is properly big. Yeah, it's insane. But do we want to end it there? And I'll, I'll, I'll end you on a bad note. Oh God, I really? I was on one of the shows and I don't remember which one. Okay, hang on folks. I'm going to be looking this up. So apologies if you actually hear some tippy tapping in the background because... I don't actually think it's on my IMDb. What do you mean it's not? How can it not be on your IMDb? You were on Rake. I remember that. And it's funny because you're marked as stunts only because you were shoved up against a wall. <laughs> also, oh, you were actually... Wait, who was... I'm going to have a look at the characters because it looks like you did stunts on Here Out West. Yes, that's correct. That's fun. That is doing the rounds. Like uh... I know. You know, it came out in theatres and I missed it. How did you miss it? Well, I was um gonna go with see it with my mum, and I was like, "Great, I'll wait for that." And I can't remember what came up, but like something came up where she was like, "Oh, I I have to cancel, we'll move it back a week." And I was like, "Yep, no worries, I'll absolutely wait to see that with you because I I feel that's pretty cool." Yeah. Um, I think that is my first actual stunt double as opposed to just stunt action person. Very nice. Um, but it was like a limited run because I think it was still doing festival. So then the next week it wasn't showing. Yeah. Well, you've got so, so otherwise many... I would have just gone and seen it. Oh, why not? I mean, I'm sure you can find it somewhere. It's oh, probably going to be streaming. Some, and I'm sure at some point it'll either come back for a proper theatre run or go to streaming services. I'm absolutely going to watch it. Yeah, because, like, Rahel is doing really well. Mm. Um, well, he's actually in Sydney. So oh, he, he? he's doing Amadeus with the one and only Michael Sheen. I'm going to keep uh, yes, referring to the Michael Sheen, to the Michael this, Sheen. This is going to the... take over the recurring NBN joke. Yeah, that Nathan is just continually fangirling. Oh my God, I don't know whether you saw... Um... Oh, you're, you're dropping your own name now. No, 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 no. Uh, Ali sent me a photo the other day, uh, this morning, and it was... You know how in House of the Dragon, Ty Tennant is um, in... He's bloody... Aegon Targaryen. Yeah, you're just going to have to show me a photo. So, him. Oh, yeah. He's the adopted son of David Tennant. Oh, no, I, I do know that, yes. And in true David Tennant style, decides to troll 
and say, holding a sign behind him saying, he's not that special. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Sad news or down note? Oh, I was saying I was on one of the shows and I actually don't even oh, know which oh, one that, it is. Oh, that was that, your that, actual that, That's my news. Note. I was on one of the shows. I've never watched it and I don't know which one it was. You are absolutely right in the fact that it's not even on here. Yeah, because I, I don't have like someone managing my IMDb. You're I'm the one to... who manages it. And so if I don't know which one it is, it's not on there. <laughs> <laughs> and like when I was on there, I didn't I didn't pay to make my own IMDb profile because for those who don't know, you have to pay to get set up so that you can um accredit things properly. Interesting. Huh. Well, you're gonna have to go back and find out whichever your agent was and it's like, did we do this? Oh, because there's so many productions on that I haven't put on IMDb. <laughs> well, that's why it's so empty. So right? if any managers out there are listening and really want someone else to IMDb, hit us up. In the meantime, thanks. I'm Wombat. I'm Cricket. We'll see you next time. The following podcast is a co-production between Fawcett Fictions and Wombat Poo Productions. Our opening and closing theme is Road Trip by Joaquin Karan. Be sure to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at This Is A Podcast. Also, don't forget to check out our local Legends series. We've just dropped our second interview, and it's all about the world of Westeros. For any Game of Thrones fans out there, you won't want to miss this. Be sure to give us a like, subscribe, and a five-star review on Spotify, Amazon, or Google Podcasts, or wherever you find us. And hey, we'll see you next time. Wait, are we just going to leave it there?